Hey guys, my name is Brian Awe. I am co-founder and general partner at Refashion Ventures. And uh, today I'm going to be talking to Amit, who will introduce himself uh, shortly. Um, but we're going to be talking about automated freight forwarding for international shipment of perishable goods. Amit, okay, why don't you go ahead and, and introduce yourself? Uh, my brief introduction is my name is Amit Hasak, and I'm the founder and CEO of Tranship. And Tranship is an automated freight forwarding platform that's designed specifically, but not exclusively, for the international shipments of perishable goods. Why don't you tell us a bit about your background in cold chain and perishables and, t and tell us a little bit about why you're building tr Tranship? Sure. So um, I have about 25 years of experience owning and operating uh, a cold storage warehouse in Chicago. Um, and through the many years of owning and operating that warehouse, uh, we dealt uh, mostly with exporters of perishable goods, uh, mostly pork because we're in the Midwest. Um, and I found out many years ago that these exporters love to sell and collect money, but they hate shipping uh, or exporting. And that's kind of ironic because they're in the exporting business. And the more I looked into it, uh, the more I realized why um, they found um, it's so frustrating um, because the, uh, the industry is pretty outdated, technologically challenged, inefficient, uh, still uh, dependent on manual labor, um, uh, uh, very cost, uh, costly, uh, with needless phone calls, emails, and even faxes sometimes going back and forth. And that led me uh, to believe that there's got to be a better way. And in 2017, I incorporated Tranship with the idea of automating as much, if not the entire process, of freight forwarding, uh, and again, because of my background, specifically for perishable goods. What are some of the what are some of the specific challenges that companies face when they have to uh, to either export or import uh, perishable goods? And, and and which of those two is the is is the is the bigger market? And then a related question, and this is and now that I think about it, it's a lot of questions to throw on you all at once, but. Are there any other digital freight brokers or digital freight forwarders in the perishables market? Okay, well, I'll start with the, with the first question. And um, clearly, America imports more than it exports. I mean, that's just the dynamics of, of, uh, of the USA today. Uh, but that being said, um, you know, there's about a $275 billion global market for what we're doing, uh, $19 billion just in the U.S. alone. Um, so there's definitely uh, opportunities as far as that's concerned. Um, what, the, what traditional uh, uh, freight forwarders do, and they have done for years, if not decades, uh, is rely on manual labor, right? So um, if you want to process a shipment, you have to either call or email someone, and then it goes back and forth for hours, sometimes days. Uh, what we're doing at Tranship is we're incorporating automation such as API technology, blockchain, and, and uh, document sharing technology as well as uh, real-time tracking of uh, temperature, humidity, uh, uh, GPS clearly, uh, even uh, um, any, any uh, light that may come in for tampering purposes. Um, and, and so uh, it, it just meant really to make the whole process easier, more efficient, and transparent. And what's missing today in, in traditional freight forwarders is, is information, transparency. Where's my shipment? Uh, why is it not at the port? Why is it not loaded? We provide all that information in real time. Um, regarding your last question, 
Um, I, I'm not sure if there's any other automated freight forwarders in the perishable goods industry. Clearly, uh, Flexport is, is the one uh, staple of uh, automated freight forwarding. Um, I'm not sure if they do perishable goods or not. If they do, it's, it's clearly not the majority of their business. But due to my and my, co- my co-founder's background, uh, we've really focused in on perishable goods because that's what we know how to do. Um, we do uh, domestic shipments as well, just because there was a, de- a demand for it. So we are shipping product to the Mexican border right now. Um, but we're really trying to encompass everything un- under one roof and letting the people who, who are in the know, who have dealt with, uh, with uh, the not-so-pleasant experience of uh, scheduling shipments uh, internationally, to make that uh, experience much different than what they've experienced uh, in the past. For someone who's in the business of importing or exporting uh, perishable goods, who is thinking that either one, they themselves need to adopt more technology or their freight forwarder or freight broker uh, needs to adopt uh, uh, more technology, what pieces of advice would you give them um, what should they be looking out for? What are some of the first set of questions that they should be asking? That's a great question because uh, as far as transship is concerned, um, they don't need any technology. That's the beauty of what we're doing. We're not, we're not a TMS system where you have to really uh, you know, uh, invest 50, 100, or even more $1,000 into a TMS system. Uh, our system is set up ready to work with exporters uh, and importers if required. Um, and uh, the API technology, the blockchain technology, the real-time document sharing technology, the, the tracking technology is all on us. So there's nothing really that our users have to do differently other than logging in, registering and logging into our website. Uh, uh, we have a fast, uh, uh, fast uh, quote uh, uh, tool that you can get a quick quote if you want one or if you want to book a shipment with us, um, you can book a shipment. Nothing is committed until you approve a quote that we give you. So there's really no financial risk. So as far as transship is concerned, it doesn't require any knowledge of technology whatsoever because we have the technology on our back end. You just register for free as a user uh, and start using us. And, and unlike traditional freight forwarders, our markups are much less because we rely on technology, not on manual labor. Um, so uh, it's a really cost-effective uh, solution for booking shipments uh, internationally. And domestically. So, so you said your users don't need to don't need to adopt any other technology. Is Transship also in the business of um, of making uh, sensors, the sorts of sensors that that uh, companies use to keep track of the conditions in containers and and whatnot? Are you doing that too, or are you partnering with someone else who gives you? Who gives you that um, that cap- those capabilities? Yeah. So what we do, we have our platform that has its own uh, technology involved in it. But a big part of what we're doing is uh, is forming uh, uh, partnerships, strategic partnerships with companies that give us added value. So we do have a strategic partnership with uh, with a company that does tracking. We also have a partnership with TradeLens, which is does blockchain and API uh, connectivity uh, for any MERSC or MERSC related or MERSC related companies. We also have uh, a strategic partnership with an automated uh, insurance company that can provide cargo insurance for about 50% less than what people are paying today. So they're, they're, what we're doing really, Brian, is that uh, we're taking like five different components who individually all have a value by themselves. But when you put them together, it's like my fist. 
They're much more powerful and provide a much greater solution. So, you know, if today you wanted to get tracking or you want to get insurance or you wanted to get, let's say, blockchain or e-billing, you have to go to four different sites. What we're doing in Trench is we're providing the, the basics of what's required and on top of that, putting the added value. So you get everything all at Trench. You don't have to go to four different sites anymore. For people who are thinking, you know, COVID has gone on for long enough and I need to think differently about how I do my business, the question they should be asking is, you know, is this a, is this provider, and correct me if I'm getting this wrong or if I'm misinterpreting what you just said, but can is, is this a provider where, where I can do everything uh, with, without too much of a headache, or do I need to sign up for something here and then sign up for something else somewhere else and whatnot? This is basically what you're saying, I think. Right. Well, what typically takes uh, hours, if not days, can be, not be done... Uh, in five minutes or less, uh, uh, because uh, we also have an autofill or or a memory pla- uh, a piece in our platform. So um, yeah, I mean, what 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 uh, is is taking extremely long today, and and needless phone calls and emails and unreliability and inefficiency, pretty much goes by the wayside uh, because because of the automation part. Uh, and on top of that, we're also very proactive when issues arise because anybody listening on who's in the logistics business knows that issues always arise on Friday at 5 p.m. when you're about to check out for the weekend and you get a notification that, let's say, a a driver missed a cutoff of some sort. Uh, We're very proactive when that happens because we give notifications to our users. uh, And not only that, we will provide solutions. So if something goes wrong, we'll tell our users, let's hypothetically say a driver missed a cutoff. Uh, The three options we suggest are taking them back and getting them unloaded, try next day, having them stay there overnight, having them drive, let's say, to the the port of, of loading. When, once our user tells us which option they choose, we will implement that for them, and, their way, and that way they can go on and go uh, start the weekend, do sales, whatever they want to do. What's the, and I'm going to reveal my ignorance of the perishables uh, business, but compared to the non-perishables uh, market, how much more complex is it to... Um, to deal with the changing uh, regulations when you move from one country to to another, right? So let's say you're shipping something from the United States to to Peru or somewhere else in South America. How much more complicated is that than if you were were sending, say, say furniture or clothing, for example? So uh, first, I must say that we we don't uh, prioritize big companies or small companies. We uh, we provide service to any size company, but uh, when when you look when you're shipping perishable goods, the first thing that's obvious compared to dry goods is the time and temperature sensitivity, right? Because if you're shipping furniture and the ship is delayed for whatever reason, it's it's sitting in the water, nothing can go wrong. On the other hand, if you're shipping frozen meat and the reefer unit breaks down for some reason, uh, let's say in a journey from the U.S. to China, which is about six weeks, and for a week there's no refrigeration unit, that product can go bad. Um, we provide that information in real time uh, and let uh, the user know when it arrives at the port if there's been some kind of a issue with the temperature in the reefer unit and be able to flag it before it's uh, sent to their customer uh, because that way you can avoid a headache with your customer throwing it out on their in their facility and saying it's rancid and kind of avoid a headache. Um, but, at, but at the end of the day, shipping uh, perishable goods also requires documentation and different countries have different requirements of documentation. You always have a USDA 
uh, certificate of wholesomeness that's got to be signed uh, in the U.S. But then different countries, especially Asian countries, have all kinds of additional forms that they have to fill out. Um, and we can provide that information for newer exporters. Uh, and the more seasoned exporters probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but different countries have different requirements on documentation. Um, for pork, for example, uh, if you're shipping it to China, uh, you know, because of trade wars and it's been going on for years, they're looking for ractopamine-free uh, pork. Uh, not every plant in the U.S. is ractopamine-free. It's a residue uh, that's in the U.S. pork. It's got no validation whatsoever because the, the, the ractopamine isn't, it's not poisonous in any way, but it is what it is. Um, so there are different countries that have different regulations, but uh, we're very seasoned and, uh, and experienced in this, and we can guide uh, new exporters or even seasoned exporters. We have a question, we can guide them through that. How has COVID, how has COVID affected the uh, cold chain and perishables markets in general? You know, how uh, your, your prospective customers are thinking about how they run their business um, and, and how, how has it affected you and Transship more specifically? Well, it's interesting. Look, COVID is still a work in progress, I think, uh, you know, the ramifications of COVID. I mean, it, it seems like it's been with us for years, but it's really only been like five months, I think, or six months. Um, uh, look, uh, when COVID first started, there was, uh, there was a big decline in export shipping uh, just because everybody, you know, was, was, uh, was uh, hesitant or skeptical of what's going on. The fact that, um, you know, restaurants across the world uh, have been closed uh, also, you know, uh, I guess drew down demand. But in the past few weeks, we've seen that turn around. Uh, there's much more uh, exporting going on right now uh, than before. Um, but look, in the perishable goods industry, people are going to eat. I mean, it's not, it's not a matter of uh, are you going to eat, it's what are you going to eat. So, you know, in an economic downturn, you know, you replace steak with hot dogs, um, you know, uh, but you're, you're still going to, you know, as long as there's people around, uh, there's going to be food uh, for survival. And some of that food may be, may be local, uh, but a lot of it is not local. Uh, for example, the, the world loves the U.S. pork. Um, and, and we are in the U.S. looking right for, uh, we're all looking for farm fresh food. But for example, the contrast is in China, they realized rather recently, within the past few years, you know, that frozen uh, food is available and, and can be delicious. Um, and so, uh, you know, it depends on which market you're looking at, but there's clearly a huge market. Uh, regardless of COVID, um, for the shipment of perishable goods. Finally, uh, in the in the in the final few minutes that we have, you know, as someone who is who's building this new technology for a market that you know, as some might say, has been very uh, traditional and set in its ways for some time, what do you what do you think the next two to five years are going to look like? Are we going to see more companies like Transship uh, popping up? Or do you think um, uh, the likelihood of that happening is is, is, is rather low? In, in other words, is the is, is the cold chain ready to adopt the sorts of technologies that you are bringing to market now? Or do you think it's still a, 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 an industry that's set in its ways? Well, I'll start by saying that, look, change is always difficult, right? Even in your personal life, let's say you're moving from one place to the other, and change in business is very difficult as well. People are used to doing things a certain way. Uh, the market we're approaching is not broke, right? The old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's not that it's broke. It's just that it's inefficient. And automation is here already. It's not that we are uh, bringing automation. 
Um, and in, you know, looking down the road, uh, you know, automation of this industry and many other industries, I mean, even, even the cold storage industry, um, uh, automation is just part of the future of so many industries. And it's not meant also to replace uh, uh, people because what we're providing, uh, the service we're providing in the automation is not to come and go fire your entire logistics staff because we're here. We're actually telling people to reallocate some of their manual labor to business development positions such as sales or marketing because in logistics, not revenue generating. You can, you can now increase your revenues and Tranship can do the work uh, you know, that, that a few people did in your logistics department. So automation is here to stay. Um, it, it's hard, look, it's a hard sell for people um, because automation can be very intriguing. It can be very, it can be very uh, uh, deceitful. It can be very, you know, it's new. It's what, what are we going to do with this automation? But it's really meant to improve uh, the whole industry, give people a better experience, uh, increase the margins for companies, for shippers, uh, 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 either importers or exporters. And, uh, you know, when we go and we sell our technology to companies, you know, it's such a trying time that people are so, some people are fighting for survival. Some people are so busy they don't have any time to talk. Then you got people in the middle that are here or there. But I think that uh, uh, automation, uh, it's just like the horse and buggy in the car. I mean, you know, the horse and buggy got you from point A to point B. Then the Model T came and, and the procrastinators, you know, said, you know, well, you know, the horse and buggy won't get a flat tire or you don't fill up gas. But regardless, where's the horse and buggy today? And today you have a Tesla, right? Same applies for this industry. Um, uh, automation is here to stay. It's time to embrace it. Uh, the old way of doing business is just, it's inefficient and, and obsolete. Um, and I think that there's a better way uh, to do that. So, so Amit, in the, in the final two minutes uh, that we have, uh, if people want to learn more about you and Transship, where, where can they do that? And, 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 what they, and what should they expect from, from Tranship in the, next, in the next year or so? Tranship.net is, is our site. Um, you can also get a link there, uh, how to register for free in as little as 10 seconds uh, to use our site. Um, uh, Tranship uh, is fundraising right now, so we're, we are uh, seeking seed uh, investors. Um, and what you can look for us, uh, um, you know, a year, two years from now, uh, we are going to be uh, expanding globally. Uh, we have currently uh, a representative in Hong Kong, um, and we're in the process of getting someone in Europe as well. Uh, we've done shipments to Central and South America, um, and, and it's just a matter of uh, connecting different markets, uh, allowing people access, even though it may seem intimidating, it's not, access to exporting and to importing, and providing really uh, uh, an all-in-one solution and really, in, in the grand scheme of things, because of my background in cold, uh, in refrigerated uh, warehousing, we want to be the first uh, smart cold supply chain company in the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. It was great to talk to you about Transship. Thank you, Brian, and, uh, and good luck to you as well.